0: Hi, everybody, and we are with the Halloween Psychic Fair presented by CEM Broadcasting this October 31st, and it, really it's going to be the entire month of October, which is, of course, Halloween for us, that are our lovers of Halloween. So from October 1st to 31st, we're going to have this amazing event, and one of our great psychics and one of the world, most world-renowned psychics, the psychics that other psychics go to, uh, Reverend Don Lewis, uh, Chancellor of the Karelian Tradition, and so many other things. Hi, Don. Oh. And uh, so, Reverend Don, so let's go ahead and start. So you, uh, right now, we know that you are the Corellian K- Chancellor and First Priest of the Corellian Tradition, which is a large yes. Wiccan tradition, but most people don't realize you really started out in the world of making your living as a psychic reader. I, I was a psychic
1: reader from a very early age.
0: And that's an idea. I began to
1: learn it in childhood, and I began to practice it in early adulthood.
0: Can you talk about that? You said that you learned as a child. What does that mean? Uh, In terms of reading, I started
1: with tarot. My mother, uh, the beloved Levada, gave me my first tarot deck. It was the tarot of the Hoi It was sometime in the mid-70s. I was still very young. Um, And I started reading with cards at that time. Uh, we also used the deck to play, play the uh, traditional card game, Tarok, which most people don't realize tarot is also used for that purpose, but I used it also for reading. And um, it took me a while to really get the the, uh, the feel of tarot, but again, I was very young. By the time I was in my early 20s, um, I was working with tarot, with clairvoyance, with numerology, with astrology, with a, num- a number of different skills. Uh, most of which I also started around, around that same age. And um, I lived in the town of Danville, Illinois, which is a mid-sized little town in central Illinois. And every year there would be a psychic fair. Uh, it was the, I believe, the D&H psychic fair. Um, and uh, those were the initials of the two ladies who ran it. They were, they were two uh, two spiritualist ladies. And uh, a number of us would go every here, one of whom was Lady Bitterwind, the former first elder of the Corellian tradition, uh, and also Lady Crystal, uh, the uh, retired first priestess of the Corellian tradition. And one year, Lady Bitterwind made a, a really strong case that um, that I, I did as good of readings uh, at the temple as she was paying for it at the fair, and I should see if they would like to have me as a reader. And I did this and they took me on immediately. And I was 21, 22, I don't don't, um, remember the exact age, but I um, was certainly college age and uh, I started reading. And I read with them for several years uh, and they traveled throughout central Illinois Uh, I then became involved with the JNN Psychic Fair, which is a much larger circuit in the Chicago area, which traveled throughout Northern Illinois and Indiana. And I have to say that um, it was the best possible training that a person doing psychic reading could have because this kind of psychic fair is not what you would call uh, conducted under optimum circumstances. Um, The readings are very fast, there's a fast turnover, uh, there is um, not a lot, not a lot of time to get into it. Uh, no time between. Um, they can come one after another very quickly. Uh, they were commonly held in hotel conference rooms, but also in shopping centers and malls and all kinds of uh, unusual places. Uh, and. This caused one to develop very quickly the ability to read under any circumstances, which I think is incredibly important to someone who really wants to uh, be a reader, because the truth is you can read under any circumstances, but only if you try. And a lot of people, uh, they want to have everything perfect for what they're doing. And that certainly can be um, a good situation, but you can read in very imperfect situations as well. Um, and I worked with, uh, with JNM and, um, there were, there were several others as well over the years and, um, have on occasion held my own psychic fairs, And so I've had, I've had a long time as a reader, a long time doing private readings. Uh, as a reader, when I started, I was doing Tarot. I expanded to clairvoyance. I have done all of the things I mentioned earlier. Uh, at various times as a reader, but my, my general specialty is clairvoyance, past lives, um, and tarot.
0: So, um, and, and for the biggest part, you're going to do clairvoyance as part of the psychic fair, So I understand.
1: Yes, and so, prob- probably past life readings because they tend to be very popular as well.
0: Okay, that makes sense. Um, so let's go ahead and one more thing. So you came in uh, when you made the transition from when people only got readings in person Yes, the telephone
1: readings. I yes, I remember a time when uh, now it isn't entirely true that people only got readings in person, but they mostly did back in the seventies and eighties. Uh, if you if you were a regular client of a psychic, they might read for you by phone. They might read for you by mail, uh, which is something I, I did on occasion in those days. You don't hear of that now at all. I don't think, but. Uh, People did find other ways, but generally everything was in person. And what most people, at least uh, in my acquaintance, did, they either had a local psychic they went to, or they went to the psychic fairs, which usually were once or twice a year. Uh, Or they were involved with the spiritualist church, uh, where there there would be mediums available every week. And... um, In the 70s, in in central Illinois at least, most of the people involved in the psychic community um, were at least somewhat connected to spiritualism, uh, but not all of them, but it was a very common thread. And um, as I recall, it was really in the 90s that phone readings became a big thing. And the 900 numbers really decimated a lot of the in-person business because it was very convenient for people to be read in their homes. And a lot of people who would go for readings were kind of embarrassed to be doing it. Um, Not all of them by any means, but uh, enough of them that they were very happy to use a phone service instead. And of course the phone services ranged from very ethical people who were simply using a new tool uh, to total ripoff services. Um, I'm sure people will remember uh, the scandals around Miss Cleo and uh, how they would overbill their clients. But then there were many other people who, who did nothing of the sort, and many pr- people who worked privately, not through 900 numbers, but through their own phone lines, uh, who did business just as they would in person. But it was a huge disruption to, uh, to the established way of doing things, when the 900 lines became the dominant form. And in a lot of cases, the people that they used were actually, uh, actually entertainers more than actual psychics. But there were some who were very very dedicated to providing good psychic service
0: as well. And so now we're seeing another disruption. This year, COVID-19, um, the COVID that, that has broken down the psychic fairs mm-hmm. um, to a large degree, which is forcing people online and the way that uh, that are are uh, CM broadcasting and and we are going mm-hmm. to go ahead and are creating this online psychic fair for you during October first to the thirty first. And if you want to see more about it, psychic fair, um, psychic Halloween psychic fair online. It'll be great for you to kind of look at that. So we're very excited about that. And you're helping us lead it. I mean, you're not only uh, behind the tech, uh up front, but you're also helping. Be- behind the technology. Do you think this is going to be another disruption uh, to the system? you think that we're going to see more? Yes, I do. How do you see this? I mean, you have a good
1: sense okay. of it. Psychics have been doing readings online for years and years and years, but not as their primary thing. It's been something that some psychics have made available. I've done readings online for since the 90s, really. Not very often, but I've done it. So it's not totally uncharted territory, but what's happening this year is that many, many traditional psychic venues simply cannot be open. And people who have not been particularly active doing psychic reading online uh, find it really as a lifeline that's very important to them now uh, because they often can't see in-person clients. Uh, And um, personally, I think that an online reading is significantly superior to a phone reading. Particularly with this format, because you can actually see the person as well as hear their voice. It allows you to connect better, in my opinion, although some people, everybody has their own way of doing things, but I think that uh, it allows a stronger connection and a a greater feeling of um, immediacy between the reader and client. So I think it's a very good format uh, for readings, uh, but I also think that it's a very timely format. Because many people who would be doing, um, particularly in the month of October, normally would be, be doing live events are simply not able to do it. And for a lot of psychics, a big chunk of their income can come during that month because uh, people are looking for psychics at that time. It depends, of course, on their background. Uh, but, um, but it is a time that, that uh, readers are often more busy than usual. And obviously not this year.
0: So, we, so you were part of and leading um, the Psychic Fair back in May when we first tested the technology. Yes. And uh, you did a number of readings, and you also did an online seance. Yes, talk-
1: so I did an online seance.
0: And do we expect you to do that again?
1: I, I believe that we, we can expect that, yes.
0: And can you um, tell us a little bit about your experience that, uh, back in May?
1: Oh. With the seance particularly, or just Here's in general? The whole
0: thing. You you've already tested this technology. This is not new. Yeah, to... it worked beautifully.
1: Uh, and as I say, I found, and it was my first time using using the Zoom platform to do readings, using this video platform to do online readings. Previously, I'd used chat rooms, for example. I found I found it a much better connection, in my opinion. They both work, but um, I uh, I found it very easy, very. Int- if you'll pardon the expression very intuitive and I think that um, I think that people will find that although um, certainly when one can go for an in-person reading it is it is desirable but I think this is um, the closest that people can come to that experience uh, although the ability to read uh, can take place in any number of different formats but the experience I think is is a very good one. Uh, With the psychic fair that we did earlier this year, people were very happy with it. Um, There there was a lobby for discussion where many interesting discussions happened. And we did do the online seance. I will will say that that was my first experience with an online seance. Um, And, you know, people have ideas of what a seance is and different people do them in different ways. But a seance is a sitting for spirits, and it can be great on Minnie and her will, or it's more likely to be your spirit guides who are around you. Uh, but it is always an interesting
0: experience. And so, and we will have others. Uh, I mean, we're gonna have Sarah Giles. We're gonna have a number of people who are gonna do different seances yes, and uh, classes, but we're also gonna do something else. And that is broadcasting. We're gonna actually broadcast because we wanna reach as many people who are happy. And a yes, think just about the readings it's sometimes classes and other information, and you're going to do something very Halloween.
1: We, we, we uh, do have that plan. Um, a, um, about it,
0: Lord uh, Don's
1: uh,
0: Horror Night.
1: Yes. Uh, look, look, <laughs> I'm not exactly sure what we're going to talk, call it, but it will be, will be classic horror films mm-hmm. of various kinds with commentary from a metaphysical perspective as well as a historical perspective. Uh, cinema is one of my passions, and um, what we might call horror cinema is also one of my passions. Not splatter cinema, but traditional horror cinema. And some of those films ha- have strong metaphysical backgrounds. Others obviously don't, but some of them do. Uh, my favorite of all classic horror films is the 1932 Mummy with Boris Karloff. Uh, because from a, from a metaphysical perspective, it actually is very well done. Um, not that um, the, the central theme of, um, of bringing a, a 2,000-year-old mummy back to life is a realistic thing, but the underpinnings of the story are very much current metaphysics of that time and this time. It deals with reincarnation, it deals with Kemetic religion in a realistic and respectful way. And it approaches the tropes of the horror genre in a very different way than many others. And it's one of many examples of how you can approach these films and find things in them that you would not see if you did not uh, have that background or if it was not pointed out to you. So I'm hoping that we can bring people some uh, some unique perspectives of some classic films.
0: And so that's going to be our part of our Halloween Psychic Fair, with Reverend Don Lewis being deeply involved with it at every level.
1: And Absolutely. Also
0: go to HalloweenPsychicFair.com. check it out if you're a psychic and you're seeing this uh before october 1st consider joining us you can check it out at halloweenpsychics.com and um we're always going to have classes we're going to have a number of things and uh so and uh so reverend don lewis last last question so particularly you're looking at being at being providing people with clairvoyance and past life readings yes what is that what's the best way to describe it to people what they can expect
1: in a clairvoyant reading, what happens uh, is that um, I connect with the person psychically, and I, I tell them things. And um, it may be a little bit, it may be a lot. There's no way to know because each one will be different. Uh, but I will tell them what whatever is there to be told, and then I will ask what else they would like to know. And they can ask pretty much literally anything with clairvoyance. Um, at least any re- any. any uh, reasonable question. Now, um, sometimes people will try to ask questions that um, are a little more complex than that, or that they don't really mean. You need you need to make sure you want to know the answer to what you're asking. Um, but uh, it's it's not a game. It's a serious thing. But generally, I find that people have their questions answered before they get the chance to ask them. So that's a clairvoyant reading. When I do clairvoyance, I often will see things in symbolic images first and then explain what they mean. Um, and uh, that can be that can be an interesting process and it can lead to some unusual places uh, that can be quite memorable. Um, and sometimes, you know, as a reader, the images and or messages that you get won't have any meaning for you, but will hit very strongly for the client. Uh, one that I remember, I had a woman who came for a reading maybe 12 years ago and um, the only thing I could get for her was a teddy bear uh, at the start of the reading and I thought you know this is so cliche this is ridiculous I can't say this but nothing else would come until I said it so I said well I'm getting the image of a teddy bear and it turned out that this was the prearranged symbol between herself and her deceased father that he would use to contact her hmm. So as a reader, you have to take what you get, even if it seems cliched or odd. And then the reading went forward as normal. Um, Now a past life reading functions in the same way, but it's about past lives. And when I do past life readings, um, usually we will get probably three of them and they don't come in chronological order. They come according to whatever is most important for the moment and uh, they tend, depending on the person to revolve around a theme um, of a karmic nature. But it depends again on on what they need to have at that moment, what what is at the surface at that moment, but it isn't necessarily the immediate last past life, Uh, nor are they necessarily in um, a historical sequence. Uh, They are according to the issues that are most needful to come forward at that time, And again, I see a lot of images um, which I will explain. And usually when I do a past life reading, the first thing I see is the most important part of that life, the point that um, is important for the person at this time is where the reading will start and then it will go backwards and forwards to cover the whole life. But it will start with the point where, uh, where the message truly
0: is. Well, thank you very. M- there we go. Thank you very much. You're um, very welcome. To Reverend Don Lewis, who's going to be part of the Halloween Psychic Fair, October first or the thirty f- first, where you can be able to find it. You know, to dot com. If you're on Facebook, you can follow our uh, page on Halloween Psychic, and we're going to be spreading ourselves out across the internet to help you out. If you're a psychic who's been disrupted because of the holiday, you should join us because. We're going to do a lot of things to build a lot of traffic and to kind of help you with that. If you are normally used to getting readings from out there, we have so many great psychics coming in. We'll be able to help you. And not only that, we're not going to charge you an arm and leg. We're going to be charging $25 a reading, which is a 15-minute reading. And believe it or not, unlike a lot of psychic fairs, the majority of the money will really help out your local psychic. And so that's what it is. Hmm? Yes, indeed. Absolutely. We're not, we're not doing this, um, people don't understand, we're not doing this necessarily to become, you know, like a lot of money, you know, or, or that sort of thing. We're doing this because the community has been disrupted, and we care about our community. Yes, indeed. And so with that, uh, thank you, and blessed be, and watch for another one, as throughout the month, we're going to be introducing you to all the great psychics that we're working with. And uh, today, you've been starting with Reverend Don Lewis. You can check out his page. Go to si- HalloweenPsychics.com. You can click on his icon there, and you can see what he's going to do. And we're going to make it possible to pre-buy readings here shortly. Thank you for listening today. You've been listening to CM Broadcasting and Psychic Chicago. Uh, wow, Psychic Chicago. I just threw me back. <laughs> the other day. And uh, Pagan's Tonight Radio. So you can check us out on Pagan's Ra- Tonight Radio share the information and cm broadcasting and thank you so much everyone and blessed be
1: blessed be